Hello there, and greetings to you. Welcome to Duel of the Takes, the movie and pop culture podcast that pins the wildest, most unpopular opinions head-to-head. This week's topic is a bracket-style debate to determine the best Star Wars video game of all time. My name's Nathaniel Martin, and I am joined by my regular co-hosts, Joshua Kubis, Alden Mason, and Jory Boston. We are also joined by Star Wars enthusiast and friend of the show, General Grievous Corps, a.k.a. Andrew Perkin. So today we're talking about video games again. We're doing another video game bracket, but this time we're talking about Star Wars video games. These games range from as early as the uh, 1980s through present day. So we've got a lot of games to cover here. One thing that kind of threw me off, I wasn't expecting... Uh, there's way more Star Wars games than the ones we were able to feature on this bracket. There are hundreds of hundreds of them. All right, so I think for this first round, all the way through the bracket, just to get through it quickly, we're going to do a speed round. So everyone, I'm going to say the two games, and then I'm going to count down, and everyone's going to have to say which one they think should move on. And that way we should be able to start talking about games that most of us have played moving into the next round. Yeah. All right. So up first, we've got Star Wars Episode One Racer up against Star Wars Starfighter. Ready? Three, two, one. Episode One Racer. Episode One Racer. Starfighter. Episode One Racer. Shit, is that a tie? I don't think so. I think it goes to Racer. Josh, you said Racer. Yeah, I. so this isn't Jedi Starfighter. I think if this was Jedi Starfighter, it'd be a different story because uh, I think that's a better game than Episode One Racer, but gotta just give it to Racer here. It's a classic. I think I agree with that statement. Uh, Jedi Starfighter is pretty, pretty decent for what it was. Racer's all right, but um, it's kind of aged in some places. It's not, the, I'd say the good thing is it is now on uh, Switch, so that's a good thing. It's on Switch and PS4. Yeah, it is on Switch. I actually downloaded it to play it for this uh, for this week. <laughs> All right, up next we've got Star Wars: The Clone Wars up against epi- the tie-in video game for Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Ready? Three, two, one. Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Specifically, the Game Boy Advance version. <laughs> <laughs> both, both. You know what? The original DS version actually has a. Uh... A Starfighter game mode, and for a DS game, it's actually really damn good. I haven't played the Clone Wars on like Xbox or PlayStation. I've played Clone Wars on the DS. It's a completely different game, so I don't even know what this one is. Moving on, we've got Super Star Wars up against Star Wars Jedi Knight Dark Forces 2. Ready? <laughs> Three, two, one. Super Star Wars. Dark Forces 2. Super Star Wars. Super Star Wars. I'm going to go with Super Star Wars because the other one's title is a mouthful. I think I'm the only person who's probably played Dark Forces 2. It's, it, its gameplay hasn't aged well, but it's got a, it's got a really good campy story of like a full motion video, which in the 90s, <laughs> it's probably got the cheesiest acting in a Star Wars project and it's amazing. Uh, I think it's an N64 game, if I'm not mistaken. P- I think it was PC only. I'm not sure about N64. Might- I might be wrong. I might be mixing it up with a different Jedi Knight game then, so I don't want to spoil that then. N64 had... Uh, what's that game called? <laughs> Shadow of the Empire. That's probably what you may be... Both use the same engine now, I think. So. Star Wars Rogue Squadron versus X-Wing. Three, two, one. 
Rogue Squadron. Rogue Squadron. Rogue Squadron. Do I have to be the tiebreaker between the Rebellion and the... It was three for Rogue Squadron. Rogue Squadron, it's a it's an N64 classic. I see. Okay. I keep mishearing everybody. I, I said X-Wing Alliance, mostly because it's the only one of the two I have played. <laughs> We've got Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic versus Star Wars Jedi Knight 2. Oh, shit. Three, two, one. Knights of the Old Republic. Jedi Knight 2. Jedi Knight. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic, actually. I'm going to go with Knights of the Old Republic. I'm going I'm to go with Knights of the Old Republic. I'm, I can understand why. I think that's three for Knights of the Old Republic. Gameplay-wise, gameplay Jedi Knight 2 is... It features some of the best kind of lightsaber combat um, at that point uh, we've ever seen. But um, yeah, Kotal's got an epic story, so I can see why people would probably go Kotal. But um, for me, gameplay is most important, so... Well, that's just me, so... We got Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2, The Sith Lords, versus Star Wars The Force Unleashed 2. Oh, no. Three, two, one. The Force Unleashed 2. Knights of the Old Republic 2. The Force Unleashed 2. The Force Unleashed 2. I'm gonna be a clown and say Force Unleashed 2. Damn, that's not how I saw that going. I just think the original KOTOR is so much better than the sequel. And I know that's a hot take, but I think the story... They're both not good gameplay wise, but they are, the story is everything. And I thought they jumped the shark in uh, Kotor too. They definitely really jumped the shark in Force. Yeah, I was about to say both of these games jump the shark, but Force Unleashed does have better gameplay because it's Force Unleashed gameplay. Yeah, yeah. This is the hardest. This was the hardest one for me, but I think I chose the right decision. <laughs> We've got Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy versus Star Wars: The Force Unleashed. Three, two, one. Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy. The Force Unleashed. Force Unleashed. Force Unleashed. Oh god, am I the tiebreaker? I think so. Hey listen, at least the uh, protagonist of the Force Unleashed isn't named Kyle. <laughs> the main character in Jedi Academy is actually called Jaden. I'm not sure that's better. I was trying to give you the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> I think Jedi Academy has some of the best lightsaber combat we have had in a Star Wars game, but I don't think that's enough to beat the juggernaut that the juggernaut that is Force Unleashed. It was difficult for me because I love Jedi Academy's gameplay, but Force Unleashed is just got like it's got the full package, it's got a good story, a lot of content to kind of deep into. And I think it was like, you know, it, it's a grown, you know, it's one of our generation's big Star Wars game. Yeah, Force Unleashed is like one of like five or six games that I've actually played on here. All right. Well, here's another one I hope a lot of people have played. We've got EA's uh, Star Wars Battlefront up against. Star Wars The Old Republic. Me and Josh are about to go clown mode right now. I'm about to go clown mode. People are going to fucking hate us. Ready? Three, two, one. The Old Republic. EA Battlefront 2. EA Star Wars Battlefront. The Old Republic. EA Battlefront. I'm not sh- No, I said Old Republic. Did uh, Andrew, Josh, and I all say uh, EA Battlefront? <laughs> yeah. I think Nate did too. No, I said Old Republic. Star Wars uh, MMORPG is a brilliant idea. I don't think the Old Republic knocks it out of the park, but I think it, it there's a reason it's still being played to this day. But I feel like if Star Wars Galaxy still exists, Old Republic would be irrelevant. That's true. I think Old Republic just has like this really big, huge barrier to entry now because there's a lot of people on it. We know admins who have played it nonstop probably since the games come out. 
Well, somewhat like EA Battlefront, it was a game that lasted three years, but anyone could join, anyone can get, you know, feel powerful, feel like a Star Wars character. I think it was just, there's so much more accessibility. My vote for uh, EA Battlefront is entirely for the uh, the VR X-Wing mission. I wish I played that. That was such, like, wish fulfillment for me, like, that made the game. I bought it for that mode, I haven't played the rest of it. <laughs> Alright, up next, we've got Star Wars Racer Revenge versus Star Wars Jedi Starfighter. Three, two, one. Racer Revenge. Jedi Starfighter. Racer Revenge. Jedi Starfighter. Jedi Starfighter, the name is cooler. Can I ask you guys a question? Yes. What is Jedi Starfighter? <laughs> it's a it's a, just a Starfighter game for the original um, like I think the original Xbox and PC. It's it's flying mechanics better than Battlefronts. It's probably one of the best like uh space battled star wars games yeah this is like your round andrew i haven't played both of these games <laughs> okay pilot pi pilot's gonna re if we choose connect i i already know that i'm choosing connect i'm already choosing connect connect star wars versus star wars empire at war ready three two one connect star wars connect star wars connect star wars empire at war connect star wars <laughs> You clowns. <laughs> Is that four to one? A quick sidetrack. Andrew, why do you like Empire at War so much? Because I know you do love that game. Um, because like as a strategy game, um, and it's I think it, to be fair, we're comparing the base game, and the base game is kind of boring. <laughs> but the way it's been modded over the years, there's mods that'll literally made into this giant game. I generally prefer the Galactic Conquest mode in Empire War to the to Battlefronts because you you're controlling the biggest ships in Star Wars and there's a lot of strategy, there's a lot of you just if you're someone who just loves like space combat and Star Wars, it's like you're doing it yourself. You know, you, you're the one kind of leading it. And I think that's kind of the best aspect. Um Connect Star Wars, I actually kind of liked playing. <laughs> I grew up with it. I was playing it when I was younger and I had a connect and I played it. And that's really fun. I think it is a fun game, but uh Empire Wars is one of those games that I think is gonna it, it's still around, even though like it's it's a game that should have been forgotten about, but it's still getting a lot of huge mod support and a lot of big uh, YouTubers now uh, are doing videos about it. I really like the concept of doing like a like a strategy game in like the Star Wars video game because it's a very saturated uh, franchise in terms of video games. You've got everything from 3D platformers to it's just a niche genre, right? Yeah, and I think it I think it works well. But Connect Star Wars is one of those games to me that is just so like, what the fuck are they doing with Star Wars? So memorable though. Hell yeah, it's iconic. You mean what makes the game? <laughs> Guys, if I get the box to the game now and just read the back of it, oh, it says a quote by George Lucas. This is my original vision. Okay. <laughs> Connect Star Wars is George Lucas's original vision. Beautiful. This this is the technology he didn't have in 1970. Do you think he wrote uh, um, Han Solo himself? How much did they have to pay Jason Derulo? Was it even Jason Derulo's voice? No. Honestly, the dance mode is fun, but it's like... <laughs> the, the game itself is actually pretty good. I think for kids, like it's a really fun game to play with kids. So Speaking of really fun games to play with kids, we've got LEGO Star Wars The Complete Saga up against Star Wars Battlefront 2. Two Goliaths going head to head in the first round. Ready? Three, two, one. Star Wars Battlefront 2. Battlefront 2. Lego Star Wars, the complete saga. Lego Star Wars. Whoa. Honestly, evil one for me. Evil one. But Battlefront 2. I feel like this was closer than you guys are making it sound. <laughs> oh, it really, really is close. This this is the only like these are the two best games on the bracket, in my opinion. Wow. I just think Battlefront 2 just had way more game time because uh, the issue one my, one issue with the complete saga is a lot of the puzzle mechanics feel very samey after because uh, because obviously you got um, every I think you got at that time all six films 
So they kind of like reuse some puzzle mechanics, and and obviously there isn't much character diversity. But as a kid, though, it's like it's one of the best Star Wars experiences you can have as a kid. You're playing the movies. You are playing a Lego version of the movies. Like, who doesn't want that? But uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 actually put you in the films at that time as realistic uh, graphics as we could get. Star Wars Battlefront 2 was one of my first shooters ever. It was like what really sold me in playing third-person shooters. So, I mean, I think it deserves this this spot. Going from playing stormtroopers to droids to ground to space, just doing all those things, playing as Jedi, it's just, you know, it's the ultimate game as a kid because you were playing with your action figures, pretty much. And now kids these days don't play with action figures. They play with, with phones. And now we've got two phone games. We've got Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes and Angry Birds Star Wars. Three, two, one. Angry Birds, Angry Star, Birds Wars. Star Wars. Angry Star Birds, Star Wars. Galaxy of Heroes. So that's three to two. Personally, I don't play Galaxy of Heroes, but I know it does have a very large fan base that's been going on for like five years now. I just really like the fact that they have a lot of like deep cut Star Wars characters as heroes in that game. Like you can play as Poplu in that game. You can't play as Poplu in any other game. The people, the company kind of owns it now. They're starting to be really like stingy with the microtransactions. They're banning YouTubers for having second accounts because a lot of these YouTubers have second accounts because it's part of their job. You know, it's how they review some new gear. We're going into the last quadrant here. We've got Star Wars Bounty Hunter up against Shadow of the Empire. Three, two, one. Bounty Hunter. Bounty Hunter. Shadows of the Empire. Bounty Hunter. Oh, that's three. I was going to go with Shadows of the Empire because it sounded better. I think Shadows of the Empire is a very important game in Star Wars culture. Definitely. <laughs> I only uh, have the one experience of playing Star Wars Bounty Hunter where <laughs> I, I thought it was a survival horror game. And for that alone, I just I think that that moment is is peak pop loop Star Wars. I have that video. We're going we're gonna to pull that shit up from my Shadow of the Empire is very important, but um, like it was important because there was no new movie and it was treated like a movie release. The, the generation that grew up like seeing like Return of the Jedi in theaters, that like middle generation, this was their like Force Awakens. Like this was like their most hyped. They thought this was going to be their most hyped up Star Wars event because at the time, Phantom Menace wasn't really a thing yet. There was no sequel trilogy. The Shadow, Shadows of the Empire's merchandising was also crazy. Like, they went hard on the toys, on the comics, on the books. Like, it was, it felt like there, there should have been a movie connected to all this marketing. I've never seen a studio go that hard on a video game's marketing. I think that alone is, like, very important when it comes to the history of Star Wars in an era that people seem to forget. I agree with Josh totally. My my point I'm trying to make why I pick Bounty Hunter over it is because we're at a, I'm rating these games as now where we've had obviously Star Wars has come back. So for me, when you just talk about raw gameplay, Shadow of the Empire just its gameplay is very it hasn't aged well. I think a lot of people agree its gameplay is it hasn't aged at all. Which at the time it was fine. It's very it's very stream friendly though. It's kind of fun to watch somebody play that game. Oh totally. But Bounty Hunter did every, it took a lot of concepts from Shadow of the Empire and obviously been on a new platforms of obviously time to develop 3d characters bounty hunter just plays much better here are the only two lego games left in the bracket we've got lego clone wars lego force awakens god that's so sad three two one lego force awakens yeah i'm gonna go with lego force awakens lego force awakens i agree <laughs> all right it's a sweep for force awakens i've seen i've seen just play it i think lego clone wars has some things going for it but it is such 
I guess of the Star Lego Star Wars trilogy of my childhood, it was by far the weakest one. Where Lego Force Awakens like has its flaws, it stretches out a whole game for one movie, which is a bro moment. But it does have some really fun sequences. It becomes like a Lego Call of Duty game in the middle of it, which is a really fun meme. This new Skywalker saga, the Lego Star Wars Skywalker saga, does a good job of taking the best bits out of Force Awakens because there's a great game in there. It's just too bloated. And then they didn't even try to keep up with Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. I don't know why. I feel like they thought that like they were going to do like the complete saga at the end of it. So like why release two games that were immediately going to be like retconned in like three years. Lego Force Awakens, I kind of have a connection with because it was kind of the birth of me streaming in the first place. It was my like biggest stream for a while. It would have been funny if uh, Lego Han Solo's death was a big meme like right before Force Awakens came out, though. No, the Revenge of the Sith game came out a week before the movie. I think that's what you're thinking of. Yeah, that's what it is. And, there were, and that one's a promo because there's footage from the movie in the game. I will say that um, both games represent the weaker side of Lego Star Wars. And I think um, the new complete saga we're getting, the Skywalker Saga game, is brought a lot of you know, inner kids and a lot of people. It's really brought hype back to Lego Star Wars. Force Awakens should have done that, and it didn't. It, I don't think the Lego game did bring the hype back because a lot of people they introduced a lot of new mechanics, and I don't think they work. They paid off. It has the biggest character selection of any Lego game. You could play as Lego J.J. Abrams and Lego Kathleen Kennedy. Oh my god! The issue with Lego Clone Wars was it was based on a TV series, which at that time only had its like first. I think it only had its first season when it came out, so it had the weakest episodes. And a lot of people weren't even watching the show when it came out. I don't think a lot of people were, like, in terms of, you know, people who played... The adults who were becoming teenagers, sorry, the kids who were becoming teenagers at the time of this game who played Complete Saga, they weren't watching the show because it was a kid's show. It wasn't until season three and four when hardcore fans were watching the show. So that was the issue with Clone Wars. And the issue with Force Awakens is it came out during the hype for Star Wars, but maybe releasing it in June wasn't a smart... Maybe sorry, January would have been much better because coming straight from the hype of the film, I think June was a really odd date because people have already seen the film. They don't, they've, they've got over it by that point. Speaking of hyped up uh, things that led to disappointment, we've got Jedi Fallen Order versus Republic Commander. Ready? Three, two, one. Republic Commander. Republic Commando. Republic Commando. Republic Commando. Yeah. And that was hard for me because I, I do love uh, Jedi Fallen Order. I played Jedi Fallen Order, but it's not hard for me to put it down just because... It doesn't feel like it has any of its own ideas. To me, Jedi Fallen Order is a mix of Dark Souls and the reboot Tomb Raider games, and it doesn't really do either uh, like genre justice. I would rather play any like either of the other games than uh, Fallen Order. I really like its combat. To me, I I do like the way it is. I think it is. It's obviously meant to be more of a streamlined, uh, better for like people who don't who aren't really fans of Dark Souls. So it's maybe it's maybe for those people who want to play Dark Souls but obviously don't want the difficulty. And it felt like you know a good single player Star Wars game, which is something obviously been missing on the EA. Respawn is a very good studio who did it. They did Titanfall too. So a lot of the good ideas from that came into Fall Fall in Order. But the issue of Fall in Order, it feels like. A jack of all trades, master of none, and I hope the next game they at least focus on one element and nail it. But Republic Commando, it's a classic, so I couldn't pass on not voting for it because it's a classic Star Wars game. I I was just gonna say I wish uh, these recent Star Wars games would make their main character so bland because I hate the it's a video game excuse because we had Star Killer when we were kids. He was an interesting character and he was the main. Character. 
It does. Yeah. Our killer was good. And especially if we've seen anything from just video games in general in like the last decade, uh, like people who play video games love like defined characters, even if they can like impress their own like morals and ideas upon them. Like a couple of years ago, we just got like Kratos back and uh, Geralt of Rivia comes to mind, like a ton of great characters. Or Infamous. Yeah, or Infamous, the guy with the buzz cut. <laughs> Wait, that's Starkiller. Even Republic Commando, a game following hardcore clone troopers, they had really good, like, even the main character, who literally doesn't say much in his voice by, uh, I forgot his name, uh, the guy played Django Fett. He voices uh, the the main character in Republic Commando. I mean, it was like, what, 15 years ago that that game came out? No, it was 2005, because, yeah, that was was the year that everybody thinks Star Wars video games peaked. They added Republic Commandos into the new Battlefront 2, and they kept, like, the... Every gun in Battlefront 2 has their cooldown rather than a reload, but the Commandos, just like in the original game, reload that was such a nice touch i didn't even notice that yeah like a lot of the stuff that the original game had carried over into this new character that you can play in battlefront 2 yeah i absolutely love the commando speaking of we've got ea star wars battlefront 2 up against the original star wars battlefront ready three two one ea battlefront 2 battlefront 2 ea battlefront 2 original star wars battlefront <laughs> did anyone else say that or just me i said it's two to three for ea star wars battlefront 2 moving on hooray they've really just improved that game so much and um it probably has my favorite hero gameplay of any battlefront game and it just has so much content now i don't like the way they did heroes but i think we'll get there later when we come back for the next round holy shit i, I just had a charlie horse live on recording my god can't feel my left leg did our hot take cripple you i literally just got in pain as soon as we did the vote what just happened to me just drink a white cool you'll feel better no 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 no. don't oh don't recommend that oh i'm drinking corona (laughs) i'm feeling pretty good about this bracket so far the only thing i hate to see is that uh lego star wars the complete saga did not move on to the next round lego force awakens did look to be fair the complete yeah the skywalker saga is coming soon so let's just let's just hope they get the best levels of each well, they better have the whole first two games. If they don't do that, they shit their pants. Just do them, but like in the nicer graphics, probably just add a little bit, a few more gameplay elements, but all you need to do is just bring those classic levels back. I wonder if Clone Wars is going to be included. I hope so. Somebody's got to do an edit of Dave Filoni talking about the Duel of the Fates, but replace all the scenes with the Lego scenes. Lego, Lego Star Wars A New Hope is the George Lucas's complete vision of the film. So we've got Racer versus... Star Wars Episode 3 Revenge of the Sith tie-in game. I think personally, I think the Revenge of the Sith game needs to move on because not only I think it's one of the most slept on Star Wars games on this bracket, it might is it the best movie tie-in game? It's one of the best in my opinion. Uh Goldeneye, I think, is the popular opinion for that. What's the popular opinion? Goldeneye. Ah, that's true. Um you gotta remember the original Xbox PS2. So this game was just coming out before the 360. It was probably because there were so many tie-in games back then. You had, you know, SpongeBob and every movie under the sun had a tie-in game. But Revenge of the Sith, there was such hype around the game itself. And I think they nailed it. You know, they made kind of this like semi-beat-em-up kind of Star Wars game with a, with even single-player combat. And I think they just nailed it. It was a really, It's just a solid, fun experience. I feel like you get your money's worth when you play it. And it, it has this kind of alternative take. So, you know, Anakin killing Obi-Wan and killing... Palpatine, that alone was worth the price of admission. I'd want a racer here personally because I think it's really cool that 
the large set piece that makes Phantom Menace work, at least in George Lucas's eye, is the pod racing. And the fact that they knew for the tie-in game to just make that the main focus was really smart. It is a very fun game, and I, I really like the arcade version of it. I think the arcade version actually appears in Attack of the Clones. In the casino, when not casino, that bar restaurant kind of thing they're in. Oh, really? Yeah, I think in the background they have um, the, uh, the arcade version of Pod Racer playing. What if the arcade version of Pod Racer was in uh, Canto Bite? That would have been that would have been kind of Kino. You see, uh, Justin Thoreau is the dude with the red rose sitting there playing Episode One Racer instead of playing like Space Craps or whatever the hell he's playing. yeah whatever he's playing. I'm 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 surprised. I'm going with uh, Episode Three on this one though. I grew up with that game. Sounds like it's episode three. I'm surprised we haven't had a new racer game, though. I, I, I don't know why, uh, you know, with the way racing games are usually kind of a solid sour. I don't know why, you know, why isn't Disney done one? Why didn't we have one of those, like, weird animal things from Canto Bite Racing Game? But Babu, Babu Freak Racing. Yeah! All the heroes that are, like, playable in EA Star Wars Battlefront 2. Who would be the equivalent of the Mario pick? In, uh, oh, probably like Ray. Yeah, I would say Ray. I'm thinking Ray's the Rosalina pick. I, I agree with Nate. I think uh, Ray is the Rosalina Peach pick. What would be the Mario pick then? Like Darth Vader? Either Luke or Han. Probably Han. Probably Han. I would say Han. Yeah, probably Han, actually. I want to say I want to say Kylo Ren. He's too, much, nah, he's too much of a meme. Adam Driver like has so many memes in the... He's the Ewan McGregor of that trilogy. I feel like the reason that I feel that way is because he carries that trilogy so hard. In many ways, he's the protagonist of the meta. I wonder if Han beat um, Kylo at like an episode one racer on co-op so many times, it kind of turned Kylo to the dog side. <laughs> he had nightmares about destroying the galaxy, and Luke was like, damn, this kid. You're winning, son. <laughs> Comes into Ben's tent and is like, you're winning, son. Rise, Rise of Skywalker, uh, Han just kind of comes visit him. You're winning, son. Up next, we've got Super Star Wars versus Star Wars Rogue Squadron. I'm going to go with Super Star Wars. Stick with Super Star Wars here. Yeah, it's a classic SNES game. And the, the, the SNES is probably one of my, uh, you know, kind of early first consoles I had as a little kid. When Star Wars Squadrons was first announced, a lot of people thought it was going to be like a sequel or a remaster of Rogue Squadrons, and it got a lot of people excited. I think I'm going to go with Rogue Squadrons. And I just based on like the kind of slept on fan base of that game is personally i've played the game i think it's a lot of fun i'm gonna go with josh on this one just purely because the piloting stuff is my favorite like wish fulfillment like stuff that i was like oh man that'd be so cool like if i could do that and in the star wars universe my thing is with rogue squadron it's the n64 one if it was the gamecube version i'd say gamecube because the gamecube version is it's so much better than the n64 version by like oh rogue leader you're talking about Rogue Squadron Rogue Leader is probably one of the best flying games, but it's not on the list, so I have to go Super Star Wars. Yeah, I'm going to go Super Star Wars. I completely I completely forgot Rogue Leader existed. Yeah, the, the issue of Rogue Squadron is it has just, it was like a really, you know, kind of like an N64 game, so it has a lot of just things that have issues in it, like a lot of bad objectives, uh, kind of hard to do. There's a lot of glitches in it. I think there's a glitch where on the PC version, your ship will just like not turn at all. I, I, it just has a few issues, technical issues that stop it. Whilst Super Star Wars, it's one of those games you can plug and play. There's no issues at all. Super Star Wars is extremely, uh, it's an extremely polished platformer. It's an extremely well-made game and uh, it it's aged extremely. Yeah. Capcom wasn't it? 
Capcom, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Capcom. Like, it's a classic Capcom game. You can't kind of beat that. This next one. <laughs> Got Knights of the Old Republic versus Force Unleashed 2. I, I've only played one of these, so my, my opinion's going to be very hot. Guys, it's KOTOR. What are, what are we talking about here? I've, ju- I've just never liked KOTOR's gameplay, I'm afraid. But Force Unleashed 2 was one of the biggest betrayals of my childhood. <laughs> Traitor! I feel like from importance as a game and to Star Wars as a property, it's KOTOR, like without question. Force Unleashed 2 is the last Jedi of Star Wars video games. It subverted my expectations in such a wrong way. I don't know if uh, it can even be counted as the last Jedi. Does anybody like the Force Unleashed 2? I mean, I have fond memories playing the Force Unleashed 2. I have more fond memories playing the Force Unleashed 1. I got both games this at the same time when Force Unleashed 2 came out. And I played them on the Wii, which was the best way to play the game. And as soon as I was done beating Force Unleashed, I played Force Unleashed 2. There was no real, like, expectation for me. They were both already out. I didn't have, like, any expectations. And I was, I just, I thought the gameplay was just as fun. I thought the story was a little whack. Like, I remember it being just, like, way over the top, but... It's only, like, it's only like four or five hours long, I believe. Yeah, I remember my chief complaint with it as a child was this game is way too short. <laughs> yeah, I beat it in, like, a day. Gonna go KOTOR, because obviously it's more important. I haven't played KOTOR, because obviously, as I said, I've had my issues with the gameplay. Like, the game literally won't let me move on the PC version. Like, you just can't move, you get stuck in one spot. Yeah, it's like a weird turn-based system. I will say, though, Force Unleashed 2 got me into Force Unleashed, like, because uh, on the Xbox 360, where you used to get free demo, Remember when you used to get a demo before you actually, you know, were able to even buy a game, you actually could play a demo. Um, so the Force Unleashed 2 demo really got me into Force Unleashed, and I had to get the first game, and I was like, oh my god. I, I remember seeing that first teaser trailer of Force Unleashed 2, where Starkiller's got the two lightsabers, and you're like, he's fighting this monster, I'm like, fuck yeah, and then you put in... And then you put in the game, it's like four hours long, it's got quick time events, he's a... Yeah, worst enemy designs, worst levels. So many bra moments. You know what, they got rid of one thing, in the first game, you're trained to know that Electric is good on droids, Electric stops droids, it stuns them, it does more damage to them. In the next game, they got rid of the stunning, Electric electric, um, stun on droids, so when I was playing the second game, coming from the first game, I had Electric stun a droid and it wouldn't stun it. I'm like, why? The first game had it, why doesn't... Yeah, didn't it come out like a year or two after the original? Yeah, I believe the first one came out in 2008, and then Force Unleashed 2 came out in 2010, 2011. At that time, LucasArts was like, oh, that's the last game under George Lucas as well. Well, one of the last games under George Lucas. Connect Star Wars was was the next one. They were just doing so many projects, and obviously the next console generation was right around the corner. And LucasArts were just so spread thin doing different things. And, you know, you had so many so many projects at that time failed. The late 2000s were so strong for Star Wars games. And then once the 2010s hit, it was such a fast decline. All right, so up next, we've got Force Unleashed up against EA Battlefront. Josh is going to hate me here. I don't know what I'm doing here right now. I'm going to I'm gonna start with Force Unleashed because uh, for the time, it felt like a movie. You remember um, Revenge of the Sith had come out like maybe, I think, three years before it. So as a kid, still being kind of like a kid, um, it's like you're waiting for a new Star Wars movie and they're just never coming. You're looking online for episode seven. Is it ever coming? My, my heart is telling me EA Battlefront, but my mind is like Force Unleashed. My heart and mind are Force Unleashed. Yeah, well, hello? Even as much as I like the one thing that I like in EA Battlefront, as, as much as that is the one thing that I want out of a Star Wars game, like Force Unleashed is just a straight up like great game with a good story. 
I think Force Unleashed is what got me into Star Wars as much as I am into Star Wars. EA Battlefront, the only launch of a game that I can think of that was worse than EA Battlefront was like No Man's Sky. And it did not get better that we had to wait for the sequel to also come out in an unfinished state and then progressively get better to see what this game could have been. See, I disagree. I think it did get better. And as somebody... I'm not saying it didn't get better. I'm just saying that it never reached its potential. I played it right at launch. And I think the I had a lot of fun playing it online with my friends. Yes, it lacked a campaign mode. But honestly, after... After sitting through Battlefront 2's campaign mode, I'm like, why did I want a campaign mode? It also only had four maps. I didn't even play it. No, it had more than four maps, but... On launch? I'm positive it only had four maps at launch. Four maps on launch. It had four planets, but had multiple maps per planet. But the maps it did had was very good and... Well- Some of the best we've ever had. But there were only four of them. And it was a $60 game. I'm going to agree with Josh, even though I'm picking Force Unleashed. The, the first Battlefront by EA had a lot of great maps. And the Hoff has the best Hoff ever done, probably, in a game. The Hoff map is so much fun. Oh my god. The Hoff map is so much good. I don't know why it's not in the new game. It got nerfed. Battlefront 2 literally removed it and replaced it with probably one of the worst maps in the game. <laughs> even though I do love EA Battlefront more than most people, it just doesn't compete with... The last great single-player game we had from Star Wars. I just really like the weapon system. I think the lack of heroes and villains is better. I guess that's my hot take about Battlefront in general, is the less heroes and villains, the better for me. Because I think Battlefront is all about being a stormtrooper and a rebel, and you're right there in the battle. If I want to swing around as Obi-Wan Kenobi, I'll play the Revenge of the Sith game that I also had, because I had good star wars games i didn't need battlefront to be a game like that my expectations for ea battlefront were a little high to begin with just because it had that name battlefront but once i actually played the game and realized they weren't going for like a battlefront 3 they were going for a different kind of gameplay but still very much online multiplayer shooter focused game it just it didn't keep my interest peaked for very long i mean sure you could queue up with friends and have a good time but there was no like story mode to go play there was no like co-op missions like it was a pretty bare bones game and i did like its reward system and and upgrading and things like that but it wasn't like something you'd pour you know 100 hours in in a year at least not for me it was like very much a, i played the game for like six weeks and never touched it again i think this is the hardest take here but i think it's got the best trooper gameplay out of any battlefront because you got to choose specifically to the pacifics of what you want to be did you want to have a jetpack have a jetpack do you want to heal people well you can be a jetpack healer yeah i guess that's my hot take is i don't like the classes after ea battlefront one i realized i really like just customizing it from the ground up you don't need classes because you could choose did you want to be a sniper well you can be a sniper with a jetpack do you want to be a medic but have a shield it gave you way too when i was playing battlefront 2 by ea the the next one i was all trooper gameplay yes with armageddon and proper classes but when you play the classes, they're so limited in scale. There's only one, because of the way the game is, there's obviously the best loadout. So everyone just goes with the best loadout. Whilst in that other game, people were surprised all the time. Did they did they have a shield or did they have a jetpack? I know Force Unleashed is moving on. I just wanted, I feel like EA Battlefront is kind of like, it's the Star Wars prequels of video games where it gets a lot of hate. And I just wanted to give it its time in the spotlight and, and some positives for once. Speaking of the Star Wars prequels of video games, we've got Connect Star Wars up against Jedi Starfighter. <laughs> okay, okay, hot take. I've got a hot take here. I don't care much for Jedi Starfighter, and I think Connect Star Wars is a bad game, but 
it's fun. Connect Star Wars is a big enough meme that I'm gonna vote for it. Yeah, same. Connect Star Wars has literally probably some of the most fun I've had just because of the dance mode is absolutely crazy. And it's probably the the game you could just give a kid and they could just play Ram, Ram, Rank or Rampage. You don't need like because it's a Connect game. Any kid could play it without much skill. You sound like those uh 2010 era like Microsoft E3 uh, presentations. Honestly, though, Connect Star Wars it's it is a bad game. <laughs> But it's such a meme. But how could you not vote for it? I mean, I was gonna vote for Jedi Starfighter because it's a better game. I, I really like Jedi Starfighter. I think it's got better flying than any of the Battlefront games. It, it's or any of the Lego games. It. I feel like these Star Wars video games have lacked in flying missions so much. Where Jedi Starfighter was like, all right. Here's an actual good one that you want to play. Uh, Rogue Leader has better gameplay, but I do agree with Josh. Ever since Starfighter, after Starfighter, there has not been anything as good. Hopefully Squadrons will change that. I got low hopes. Yeah, my expectations are pretty low. Hey, if it's got a VR mode, I'll check it out. I remember when they said, Here's game we're going to see some gameplay, and it was just like a trailer which showed a little gameplay. I'm like, where's the gameplay? I followed Death Stranding up to release. I was like, hey, I've seen this one. <laughs> But yeah, um, I feel like at the moment, um, we're all like uh, Joker and Josh's Murray. We're all saying Connect Star Wars, and you just sound like, <laughs> you think this is funny? <laughs> You're laughing. Connect Star Wars is going up against one of the only good fly flying games, and you're laughing. I agree with Josh; it's a good game, but Connect Star Wars is just—it's uh, so memorable, so memeable, so much. It's so much fun when you when you. I'm so low. I'm Han Solo. I'm Han Solo. I'm Han Solo. Oh oh. Yeah, we've got Star Wars Battlefront Two up against Angry Birds. This is a fight. Here's the here's the one positive thing that I'll say about Angry Birds Star Wars. Uh, the red, the red Angry Bird is dressed like Luke Skywalker, and when you tap the screen, he swipes a lightsaber. And I thought that that was pretty funny. <laughs> and then I deleted the game. <laughs> That's pretty much exactly what happened with me. I'm pretty sure I beat Angry Birds Star Wars, or at least, like, without having to buy map packs or whatever. It was all right. Game, the Angry Birds Star Wars alone made more money than EA Battlefront and EA Battlefront 2 combined. Did it really? Yes. I'm beans. If you look up, look up most profitable Star Wars games, I think Angry Birds Star Wars has made, like, way more. Well, mobile games are always, like, cash cows whenever they have those microtransactions. But Angry Birds Angry Bird Star Wars is George Wicks' vision, so... I wonder which has made more money, uh, Angry Birds Star Wars or Galaxy of Heroes? Uh, probably Galaxy of Heroes would be my guess. Yeah? But what do I know? When's the Angry Birds Star Wars movie coming out is my question. Is that Taika Waititi's movie? All right, so we're putting Star Wars Battlefront 2 here, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, up next we got Star Wars Bounty Hunter up against Lego Force Awakens. These are like these are like peak Lego Mace streams right here. <laughs> yeah, it is. Explain why Force, Force Awakens is going in for you. Lego Force Awakens is going in because we need some Lego representation on here. Yeah, I was about to say, we need a Lego game in the Elite Eight. <laughs> It's... My issue is Bounty Hunter is so much more. Oh, it's so much more memorable. It has such a. Well, listen, I voted for uh, the complete saga when that was on here. <laughs> this is the future you chose. I wouldn't say Bounty Hunter is very memorable. This is a game I did not play as a kid. I did not know it existed until high school when it came with EA Battlefront One. It's got such like a little fun story though. It really flashed out Django. Force Awakens, Lego Force Awakens, was such like a. Such a disappointment for a lot of people because, like, it was coming out. You know, people expecting Lego to be returning to its glory days of Star Wars Lego, but I just feel like Lego Force Awakens should move on because one, we're lacking Lego representation, but two, 
I, I just feel like the gameplay is more appealing to a wider range of people. Bounty Hunter is kind of a clunky game to go back to. Its mechanics aren't great, and I think the story is pretty decent. Like, obviously, you get to learn more about Django Fett, and that's a character that needed to be flushed out a little bit more, I think, from the pre. As we get into, like, the next generation of games and years now, I don't think Bounty Hunter, like Rogue Squadrons, is going to age very well, where lego force awakens is it's your typical lego game even the worst lego games are still playable all right lego star wars is going on i'm gonna go with republic commando because even though ea battlefront 2 is so much better now it's the next battlefront game is just gonna make everyone forget that one anyway and everyone's just gonna go on to the next one or somewhere like republic commando is probably always gonna be remembered at least in some way it's gonna be remembered they're not gonna remember it they're gonna remember things about it but if the next game does everything that game did but better no one's going to remember Battlefront 2 EA. That's bold of you to assume. We're talking about EA here. Yeah. 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 I think EA Battlefront 2 is finally a finished game, and it's been out for like two over two years. Yeah. And I think that's kind of a mark against it for me, because we were talking about how disappointing EA Battlefront 1 was. Uh, I still found enjoyment in it, and I think there's still enjoyment to be found in EA Battlefront 2. But to fully enjoy it, you have to wait for the game to progress with updates over time. And it's not something like they added like DLC things that made it better. It was just, oh, they added things that probably should have been in the base game to begin with. For me, it's kind of a bra moment. And I think you're right. I think people are going to remember Republic Commando down the line. Republic Commando single player versus EA Battlefront 2 single player has so much more variety. You go to this kind of horror start. You go from Geonosis, so this big battle. Then you're infiltrating the droid command center. Then you go to like this barren... A Republic uh, ship. It's basically like a it's treated like a horror game at that point. And then you go to the full-on Wookiee assault at the end. It's so memorable. Whilst EA Battlefront, what do I remember from the story? Yeah, can we talk about how EA Battlefront 2's campaign is just straight up, this is a Star Wars story. You have a person that's in the Empire, turns into a rebel, and then years later, the past characters come back as older characters. I'm like, oh my god, this is just like, they just copy and paste like every plot in the history of star wars into this campaign the reason that it was there was because there was such an outcry that there was no single player offering for ea battlefront one and they kind of phoned it in with battlefront two public commando at the time people seem to figure before um the clone wars came out clones didn't have much character Republic Commando actually made us some of the most memorable clones. Why do you think people lost their minds when they showed the Republic Commandos in the Clone Wars? Yeah. Because it was like the first clones people actually <laughs> knew. Like you had Sav, you had uh, Fixer, you had all these great clones. Thank you for joining us. Why do you think we uh, asked you to come along for this bracket in particular? I've played a lot of Star Wars games, a lot of variety. So, and plus, I, got, you know, I think um, I can bring some hot takes because I've played some I don't think you guys have played. Star Wars video games. Um, is there like a particular genre of game you like? Um, I, I just say solid single player. Definitely, because um, Star Wars is all about stories. So, you just want a solid single player experience. So, a lot of my favorite games, obviously. More single-player focused. Yeah, another thing that you like that is not necessarily a single-player endeavor is filmmaking. Uh, I loved your most recent project, Loud. I thought that was incredibly well done and extremely tasteful. I wonder what's on the horizon next for the, the film world. At the moment, it's uh, focused on some YouTube videos. So more kind of like a geeky-based stuff. Kind of, you know, your average kind of YouTube video explaining things, retrospectives. I'm working on a project now to discuss 
the Darth Bane trilogy, so I'm kind of like a book club kind of video. Um, and when I'm back at uni uh, next semester, it's a final project, so I'm not 100% sure what my final project is at the moment. Do you think your short film, Loud, is something to show people who kind of maybe have questions about autism or how people with autism feel every day? Well, definitely. I mean, I don't want to sound like I have an ego, but uh, I've got a lot of good feedback from the film. Um, a lot of people have said that, you know, it's a really good um, explanation for them, you know, because I wanted to make it more visual and audio. A lot of people kind of read things, and when you read something, it's not the same as experiencing. Um, my plan was at some point to maybe look at making it into some sort of VR maybe experience. I was speaking to the uni about that because they got a new VR segment, but <laughs> then COVID happened, so we never know. But maybe turn that kind of idea and run it and maybe partition it to make it a vr experience instead i think that'd be very interesting to work on that that would be interesting yeah i thought it was cool that you did it in that first person perspective and it's genuinely all in one take it works like vr uh, organically you wouldn't have to change too much i don't think we filmed over in the span of about i'd say four hours so it was a morning um one day the the limit was to film a project in one day you had to do it in one location one day but you had to have an actor. So for me, I've never looked with a proper actor. So I went to the, I actually got an actor pretty quick and he actually had autism. Did you get Sully Core to, did you get Sully Core to score the film? Yes, he did me. He did the song. Um, that was actually one of the first things I actually got confirmed. I was still getting actors and I asked, could he, could he give me a soundtrack? So I just sent him some stuff like Rain Man and that kind of stuff. Because I thought Rain Man is quite tasteful. I mean, a lot of people say it's not, but for the 80s and the... Yeah, for the time. And and I think a lot of that comes from you know, Dustin Hoffman's performance. But um, I kind of sent him that kind of soundtrack. And I wanted that kind of soundstage because I know he's a piano player, but he also had the harp. We were thinking about probably incorporating the harp. But once I heard his piano, I was like, no, keep it piano. Because it's a single view, single kind of instruments, that kind of thinking of mine. So single, because it's all from one view, one, you know, one camera, one view, one actor. Well, I had two actors. <laughs> one, prof I had one professional actor. And I actually had my friend act on, on the last minute for me because uh, one of the other actors couldn't make it for the day. He, 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 he's, uh, he was actually only on sound in the, in the morning. And um, my other actor is my uh, student mentor. So he's naturally just kind of used to all that stuff. He's not an actor, that guy, uh, the older man in the film. I don't know if, uh, I don't know if you can show some, I don't know if you can show some probably clip or some photos um, of this, but it's the older gentleman with the jumper, a sweater as you call it in America. Um, he was a really cool guy. Um, he, I know him personally, and he just kind of he, literally I give him the script that day, and he read it, and all, both actors got the script that day because of how limited time wise we were because of the the, the, the assignment. Um, and literally, we tried to get a gimbal working, it wasn't working. So, <laughs> my cameraman, who's he's he's a very small guy. The cameraman was and he was using his um someone actually brought their black magic camera very because they're, they're very small very small but we we the original plan was to film on canon or and we couldn't get the fs5s because they were fully booked out but um we, we were going to use a canon but it was very big very heavy and someone's like well i've got a black magic very quite small camera can film at 4k we didn't decide to film at 4k i wish i did but i thought uh, the file size i just want to kind of get this filmed because of what a stress but we did, we did so many takes. We did quite a few takes, so individual takes. So each scene was individual. Then we did do one long take twice. You see, you're talking a five-minute film, so a five-minute long take. We did that twice, and the university was so understanding because we filmed it at the uni, um, and we had to tell people, had to tell people um, in classes and offices about it. And 
Yeah, I mean, as you can see, we were able to fit five crew members. You know, in the film, he opens the door with his arm. Five crew members, all with equipment, managed to fit under his arm into that tiny room without being in frame once or any reflections. That is my proudest moment as a director. I literally followed the entire film. So it was a, it was a group effort. I had a really good crew. Um, and I, you know, I've also done some other stuff, uh, more documentary. I still, I don't think you guys have seen that stuff, but um, I'm probably going to load that to YouTube at some point. I'll send it, send it away. But yeah, uh, at the moment, uh, the plans are trying to go into my final project, which I don't know yet. Sweet. So if people want to uh, get involved and follow your content, whether it be fan base related or you continue to grow as a filmmaker, uh, they should follow your YouTube, right? Yeah. I mean, I have two YouTubes, but I'm going to probably... Uh, upload the rest onto my main channel which is called just grievo that's the main channel that's gonna be my main channel um but i'm probably gonna put links and playlists to my other my 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 main kind of you know <laughs> my kind of personal channel but yeah if you want it, you can put the film in the description if you like but yeah L loud as a you know it's my proudest moment i actually did a screening of it at a, at a restaurant i did a screening as a proud moment had all my family like 20 20 odd people come watch it Definitely be sure to check the link in the description and check out Grievo's uh, short film, Loud, and also be sure to subscribe to his YouTube channels. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. So it looks like we've got our Elite Eight. We've got episode three. All right. This so we've got episode so three, Revenge now. of the Sith, up against Super Star Wars here. I think reading the room, it sounds like the public or like the general uh, public opinion here is episode three. Uh, Revenge of the Sith should probably move on. Only thing I'm going to say about Super Star Wars again, because I think I'm probably the biggest defender of it. I think it's just a really super solid platformer. And I think it's something that they could like re-release again and again, and it'll continue to find an audience. It is a game that has aged extremely well. And I think Episode 3 as a movie tie-in game is great, but as a, as a standalone game with no kind of connection to Star Wars, it, it kind of... Like, it's a bit of a mixed bag because you do have this, like, single-player campaign, but then you've got, like, these beat-em-up uh, levels. And then you, like, straight up have, like a, like, a local multiplayer fighting game, which is interesting, but it's it's kind of a mixed bag. I will say you're right. Uh, Super Star Wars is always going to be a classic. It is a classic. It's It should be respected because it's probably the first good Star Wars game. You remember Revenge of the Sith, you remember, that was our... Star Wars at the time, for me anyway, the Revenge of the Sith was like our generation's like big Star Wars moments. And having this is an interesting uh, bracket because I feel like you're right, where Revenge of the Sith is kind of our generation's super Star Wars, where it was the good movie tie in game. My bias for it comes from the fact that I mean, I did grow up with the uh episode three tie in, but also uh, what I've been hearing about Super Star Wars, it kind of sounds like a dime a dozen tie-in game for that generation where everything like that was like a solid platformer but i mean i games guess like but aladdin this is a for the far SNES, more like, difficult game than something like aladdin and it's also like it's a way more polished game it's so hard something i do want to say real quick you mentioned the diversity of it i feel like that you mentioned that episode three was a mixed bag because of all the different like game modes that it had like the beat em up thing like the single player campaign and like the fighting game thing i feel like that lends it a lot more versatility it has more than just one genre going on for it and i feel like that's a plus it's quite a short game um, empire in episode three revenge of the sith 
quite a lot of gameplay in it. I mean, that, that battle mode alone, that dual mode, me and my brothers played that for hours upon hours upon hours. It was really fun. You've sold I me. Like when Anakin Episode dies, 3 goes, needs to move on. Episode 3 is moving on specifically because of the sound Anakin makes. Uh, is there like the dual story mode where you can play as Anakin or Obi-Wan throughout the entire story? Yes, it kind of splits into two. It goes back and forth. You don't choose. Something really interesting that the Game Boy game did was at the beginning, you choose if you want to pick, if you want to play as Obi-Wan or as Anakin, and there are two separate stories that are completely different Knights throughout the until they like, reconverge at the end. Force Unleashed. Unleashed for me. I love Kotal's story, but um, Force Unleashed was just g- game plays everything for me, and Kotal is not fun to play. I think it's going to be a generational thing for us. I am also leaning Force Unleashed, but like my brain is also telling me. But Kotor then evolved into like the rest of the Bioware games, like Dragon Age and uh, Mass Effect. So I feel like that legacy that KOTOR has is a lot stronger than just Knights of the Old Republic as a series. But Force Unleashed was just like a dope-ass Star Wars game. I think the thing about Force Unleashed was it's our it was our generation's kind of big, individual kind of... It was treated like a film by Lucasfilm. You gotta remember, it was so hyped. Force Unleashed was so hyped, it was treated like... The idea of Vader having an apprentice I just remember finding so fascinating as a kid. Yeah, Push had so many memorable levels, so many memorable things. Kotor is memorable, and Kotor was a good game, but the gameplay to this day yeah, is just Yeah, but Kotor so, did a lot for Star to. Wars I mean, lore, other... too, back when it came out. That's another thing you got to think of, is, like, it went way beyond where Lucas went with the prequels in terms of what did the Old Republic look like, what was that conflict between Jedi and, and Sith Lords, like... Yeah, I agree with that. I want to apologize real quick for us just being Zoomers, but I'm also going to vote Force Unleashed. Yeah, KOTOR, you could change the decisions in that. Yeah, with like Force Unleashed, like you could potentially, like if you don't gel with the gameplay, you could just like watch like the cutscenes and get like absorb all the story. Or like there's a book also. Here it is. It's the most heated debate yet. We've got Connect Star Wars versus Star Wars Battlefront 2. I'm going with Star Wars Battlefront 2. This is a no question. I'm gonna put one. Did you play Battlefront too much as a kid? Just to be that guy. (laughs) Played Battlefront two one time over at Josh's. Maybe that's why you don't like Star Wars, Jory. (laughs) (laughs) You're literally flapping your arms that I'm Han Solo, and you're laughing. So you're telling me when we were all kids playing Galactic Conquest, Jory's just in his house going, "I'm Han Solo. (laughs) I'm Han Solo." I haven't played either of these games. Um, at this time, I was probably yeah. Was the rehydrated uh, like game bad? Bottom, no, no, it's not. It's not. It's not a bad game, but it's very glitchy. And uh, not in my experience, unless you're playing on the Switch, it's completely fine. The Switch version is. I think the Switch version is said to be the glitchiest. It's the Switch version, but it has the Battle for Bikini Bottom speedrunner played the played rehydrated. And I don't remember the normal time, but it takes a pretty long time to speed run the game. And he speed oh like rehydrated. He did it in three minutes. We yeah, there was like a map course and we could just skip to the end of the Republic game. Republic Commando. Republic Commando for me. Uh, I really want to keep. I want to keep Lego around as long as possible. But I feel like the argument that was made about EA Battlefront Two Lego uh, Complete Saga is about to be out at the end of this year, and Lego Force Awakens is immediately going to be forgotten. Republic Commando is a short game, and once you play it, you're pretty much done. Lego Force Awakens, 
you're probably going to get more hours out of it and you're probably going to want to replay it where republic commando you're going to play it I feel like that really gameplay like it, uh, the lego gameplay in general is so easy to follow it's essentially you know like a 3d platformer but with really kind of short linear levels and they do a good job of diversity they have uh, a lot of good vehicle levels uh, a lot of great puzzles it they're they're fantastic games all the lego games are and i think that uh the gameplay and the ceiling like the skill gap isn't really there republic commando is not a particularly difficult game but it's a pretty straightforward game and if you can operate a I remember everyone talks about the glory days of Star Wars games. Just before Republic Commando, all the Phantom Menace games were kind of iffy. The year Republic Commando came out, there were better Star Wars games came out that year. I think it's one of the best at the time it came out. It was one of the better ones as well. There's a couple of games there that's in our final four that came out that year. It just has really like it has so much heart in it. So much heart and soul went into the game. I I remember it very fondly, and I agree with Josh. Yes, it's a game you play once and you may never return to. But Force Awakens is just going to get forgotten. I think we really have to consider what Lego Star Wars games mean as their own series. I looked at what came out in 2005. Republic Commando is the worst game I think that came out that year. You had the Revenge of the Sith game, the first Lego Star Wars game, yeah. and Battlefront Two. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on Lego Force Awakens on this one. I'm, Lego I'm Republic, Force man, Awakens man. would make it this far. <laughs> All right, our final four. Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, Force Unleashed, Star Wars Battlefront 2, and Lego Force Awakens. This is where the fun begins. No, I, I having fun isn't hard when you've fun. got a library card. <laughs> <laughs> you know, me personally, I work out at the library. For some weeks, it's like Darth Vader's apprentice. <laughs> that was such a unique concept. Whilst Episode Three was just what about that gameplay diversity that carried that. this over Super Star Wars? To me, I think that's that's if that's what we're going with here. I think uh, Force Unleashed is a pretty static game. I mean, once you get the lightsaber controls down, it's more or less just a beat 'em up with some good cutscenes and a decent story tying it all together. I think the fact that you can sit there and play local multiplayer with your brother or whatever for hours on end in a movie tie-in game is very unique. And we're not talking about the Wii version. I mean, characters like uh, Kota, Kota, you know, I'm not going to forget him. Jedi Master. That's interesting because I was going to use that as a strike against Force Unleashed. I prefer the story of episode three. Like if we're talking about story, the story of Revenge of the Sith is in the game. Also, you mentioned uh, characters that I'm not going to forget. I wanted to mention when I was arguing for Force Unleashed before the same point, but then I realized that I couldn't remember the blind master's name. So I feel like that's just a like a moot point. I play both, and I do love both games. I just feel like Force Unleashed is just. It was that. It was just for me. It was like the first, like you know, it felt like a very unique Star Wars experience to me. But I can understand why people would rather go over uh, gameplay variety over uh, Force and Wish because Force and Wish gameplay is just a beat 'em up at the end of the day. And I agree, it is just a beat 'em up. But I don't know that time period. Um, I was kind of getting older when Force and Wish came out, so I I understood games a bit more. Wait, Force and Wish came out in two thousand eight. I will say that the first time that I saw uh, a lightsaber being wielded backhanded, that changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> Nine-year-old me just like slack-jawed in the blockbuster, looking at the cover. Like, no, I guess not. Hey, do you guys young. remember Kotor? No, I've played. Am Kotor. I the only one who played Kotor as a kid? 
I got it when I first came out because I was like, I remember being looking at the box art and just being like, "What the fuck is this?" This is wait, Josh, when you first came out of what? Around the time when it first came out. Oh, god, gotcha. it first came out. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought you meant. I thought you said when I first came out, and I was like, "Wait, huh?" I remember looking at the box art, seeing the name Star Wars, but I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" I don't know any of these characters. I thought it was, was a final. I fantasy. was instantly like so intrigued. I just wish they'd bring um, episode three to backwards compatible on Xbox because it needs it. It really needs to be played um, by a lot more people. Well, the uh, the new like Series X is going to be fully backwards compatible. Wait a second, Josh. Kotor came out in two thousand three. You played this game when you were four? Yeah, probably. I didn't play the game like eight or nine, but it was six like years old. with someone who had had the game for years. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm like me as like a twenty one year old looks at that gameplay and is like, uh. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't have had the patience when I was that young. I never said I finished the game at that age. <laughs> Anyways, final of the right side of the bracket. I think Force. I think Lego Force Awakens has got too far yeah, already. I'm with so Battlefront, Battlefront Two here. here. It really did. Battlefront Two is on like a Schindler's List run right on. now. <laughs> Battlefront Two is. I'll still put my one uh, futile vote into Force Awakens. <laughs> we need the Lego games. I think Battlefront 2, yeah, it is one of those games where I think some people are like, oh, it's obviously going to get go through to the next one. Because a lot of people roll their eyes and think, oh, it's obvious. It's an obvious choice because everyone loves that game. But it's like, it's such a perfect game at the time when it came out. Like, as kids growing up, we, you know, just being able to play all, the, all these Star Wars characters in one game <laughs> like that was, it was so mind blowing. Had every year they had the prequels and the originals in one game. You yep, can play and Luke. That's and Anakin why it's going to win over Episode stuff. Three: Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, <laughs> you can play as Luke in Revenge of the Sith. Uh, no, but you can play as Vader. Oh, you, you can, can play, play as Darth Maul in You couldn't do that Battlefront too. I feel like as much as I love Revenge of the Sith, like this one is also a no-brainer. Yeah, I think it depends what you're looking for when it comes to these two games. When it comes to like a Star Wars game. For me as a kid, I played episode three. I found episode three way more fun because Battlefront was very fun and it is a fun game, but like after like two hours of playing it, you do kind of get bored of the repetitive command center's been lost. Command center, you know, you just getting the command points constantly. We saw Revenge of the Sith, you know, you had so many more game modes. I know I know you got the Starfighter Assault and all that stuff. But just Galactic Conquest is great. It's just I wish they did way more game modes with that because it was just capture the command post. That's all it was. It didn't matter if you had the 8080s or anything like that. As long as you had those command posts, you're going to win. What this argument is for me is which of these two games are people still actively playing today? Yeah, and I feel like it's without question. I know we were talking about that earlier with. Something else. Empire at War, the mod community for Battlefront 2 is running strong. I just revi- I just wish Revenge of the Sith was on newer consoles because it is a fun game to play with uh, friends. But I guess at the end of the day, Battlefront Two was way more memorable. I guess Revenge of the Sith as a game kind of probably got forgotten about the second Battlefront Two came out. I guess what we could say about Revenge of the Sith making this run is that this game should get re-released in some way because there is it is a good game. I mean, it beat out Force Unleashed for a bunch of Zoomers who were like in the key uh, age group for Force Unleashed when it came out. I mean, it's the game that beat Super Star Wars. I'm still on the side of Super Star Wars. Episode 3, just like, that was our generation Super Star Wars, so... I mean, sure, but I never played it. I watched gameplay, that was it. That's why you didn't vote for it. (laughs) 
Yeah, exactly. I guess Battlefront 2, because at the end of the day, it's the, it's, it's the monument. Every time there's a new Star Wars game, what everything. do they try to compare it to? The masses will always compare it to Battlefront 2. It's just, it's the only game where I can ask anyone who played anything on, like, Xbox or PlayStation, and they would say that they own Battlefront 2. Except for me. Except for Jory. Yeah, Jory's the exception here. And I still have to carry the torch for Battlefront 2, because you guys are like, but Revenge of the Sith was good. And I'm like, yeah, it was, but, like, this is the Star Wars game. The complete saga versus Battlefront 2. I'm just curious now, because obviously we can't compare those as, as our official answer but if i was going to say to you guys battlefront 2 or the complete saga that would have been then, then again we did kind of compare the two but i guess that's the beauty of the bracket game uh, the the bracket modes when it comes to duel of the takes is that there might be weird games or weird movies that make a good run and i think that was the case today it, i think it's really cool that it made the final two episode three got like oh it, it, it went far because episode three is one of those games that you ask anyone they might say i did play it but you got loads of people say they didn't and I feel like it's a game that needs to just be re-released. Battlefront 2 is on the original. You can play it on Xbox. You can play it on PC now. It's on Xbox One and PC. But Episode 3, you can't play really anywhere. Other All right, than PS3. So I that's think our bracket. Star Wars PS3. Battlefront 2 has taken it. Thank you, everyone, for being a part of this. And thank you for watching. If you haven't already, be sure to follow us on whatever platform you listen to podcasts. And as always, uh, be sure to check the links in the description. We should have an interesting new ad by now as well as a uh, opportunity to check out Grievo's uh, film work, as well as his, uh, his meme Facebook page, and so much more content. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Uh, I've, I've been a fan of this podcast. I obviously listen to my free time. It's it's really interesting to see kind of like the behind the scenes of it all. I mean, you guys, you know, we all kind of like had our own opinions, our own tastes, and... But I think at the end of the day, we picked the best choice, I think. Hey, may the force be with you, gamers. I, I hate gaming, and I hate gamers. Got a blast! Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Duel of the Takes podcast. Next week on the show, we have a very special episode as part of a three-part series to introduce a new debate style. Jory and Alden will be facing off in a draft list debate to determine the top 20 movie sequels better than the original. And as always... If I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.